at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, ESPN's Josina Anderson is reporting that representatives for running back Ezekiel Elliott have told the Dallas Cowboys that he will not play in the 2019 season without a new contract. The source added that at this time, it's unlikely that Elliott's holdout continues into the regular season based on the belief that Cowboys owner Jerry Jones wants to get a new deal done with the running back before week one. After working out for the Arizona Cardinals on Monday, free agent wide receiver Michael Crabtree received an offer from the club, but the two sides could not agree to terms. Crabtree was released by the Baltimore Ravens in February after one disappointing season and will remain a free agent for the time being. And in soccer, Wayne Rooney has agreed to a deal to leave MLS's DC United and take up a role as a player coach at English second-tier club Derby County this coming January. The former Manchester United star moved to DC United from Everton in June of 2018 and has scored 25 goals in 45 appearances. I'm Chris Pavona, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronan, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday, you can catch the show on demand. If you can't listen live, just go to podcast, search full-time fantasy, hit subscribe. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter and on the gram at Aaron88. And by now, hopefully, you guys are filled with great information and you're ready to draft. Uh, maybe you want to draft tonight. You can head on over to playffwc.com. we got a starter best ball draft kicking off. At 8 p.m. Eastern, 24 rounds, 90-second clock. So you don't have to do any maintenance on this one. You draft your team, that's it. You sit back and you can watch the standings or wait till late in the year, whatever you want to do. But you don't have to set a lineup. It takes your optimal score each week. And then, of course, we have a draft and go best ball draft. Uh, that one is 99 bucks. That kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then a starter full-season super flex league. That starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. 18 rounds, 90-second clock, and I am going to continue to talk about my super flex draft from over the weekend, so maybe you can see how I constructed my team, maybe pick up some pieces of advice. Maybe you don't like what I did. You want to go in a different direction. You can apply it tonight. So uh, super flex leagues, I think they're always fun. I always try to do a couple each year. I think I did two or three last year. Actually, it was three, yeah. This year so far, I have two. Did the Scott Fishbowl. That's a super flex league, although that's a little bit different with some of the scoring. Uh, and then, of course, the Superflex draft of Fantasy Leagues of Experts, which took place this past weekend. Uh, I'm gonna, I started going over that draft yesterday. I will continue talking about uh, my roster construction, how I put it together today coming up. Also, we'll have Bob Lung. Uh, you know him for his consistency guide, uh, Big Guy Fantasy Sports. He is going to join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to talk consistency and fantasy football. You can find all my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. If you use the promo code RONAS50, you get your first two months for the price of one. I just posted an article on Stefan Diggs versus Julian Edelman, and I think this is an interesting one. Uh, I think most people assume it's Diggs easy, but when you dig into the numbers, uh, it, it tells you a little different. So, you know, these are decisions you're probably going to make in the third round. So I kind of went through it, broke it down. And came up with an answer. I know Full Time Fantasy on Twitter posted a poll earlier 
uh, when I saw the results, it was pretty lopsided in favor of uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, right now, if you look at their ADPs in the Fantasy Football World Championship, uh, we've got Diggs at 32 and Edelman at 37. So they are pretty close, even though Diggs is a little higher. Diggs' range is 28 to 36. Edelman is 26 to 44. Not sure if the thumb injury is affecting Edelman uh, and maybe why people are pushing him down, but it doesn't seem to be an issue. But you can check that article out. Give your thoughts uh, if you uh, disagree with me or if you you know, have a, a stance. And we try to pick two players that are close. I did this also for Zach Ertz and George Kittle, and it was amazing because some people responded on Twitter, Kittle, easy. Others responded, Ertz, easy. So <laughs> it all depends on your perspective. But what I try to do with these pieces is dig through the stats, break it down, look at the offensive system, the roster context, what additions were made, what sub subtractions were made. Because, you know, everyone kind of just goes based on last year. But you have to look at the history and look at the current state of the team. And obviously with the Patriots, the offense has changed quite a bit. So I go through that, um, and you can check that out. Of course, we have our preseason pro picks, a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a uh, comeback player, and a stash in cash. Uh, we've got Brad Cruz. Sean Childs, Dr. Otto, Bill Enright, all with theirs. Mine comes out in a couple weeks, and we have more high-stakes players giving their opinion as well. we got a ton going on in that draft kit right now. Uh, I have a, a breakout receiver that you should look to get on your team. A look at some overvalued, undervalued players, five quarterbacks to target late, five running back values, five receiver values, and a lot more coming up. We're just going to keep adding content uh, each and every day leading up to the start of the season. So, uh, this is the place you want to be. Of course, we have uh, projections and rankings. My rankings are there. They'll be updated frequently. I'd say probably daily. There might be a day or two here where I don't get to it. But for the most part, it's going to be up to date. So, for example, if you have a draft on the weekend, make sure you uh, print out that sheet if you're going to use it. And I you know, tr thank you guys if you trust my opinion. Uh, print it out right before your draft. If you got a draft on Saturday, don't print it out on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure there's going to be updates made between that point, especially with a lot of preseason games on Thursday and Friday, so many injuries, the holdouts, news changes constantly. I mean, it changes by the hour, so those rankings are very fluid. Uh, if you have any specific questions on them, you can ask them on the message boards in the forums. We also have customizable cheat sheets and rankings where you plug in your parameters for your league because we all know some people play in PPR, some non-PPR, others half-point PPR. Starting lineups are different. You know, we tend to talk about the Fantasy Football World Championships a lot uh, because, you know, we, we love it. And, you know, you can win big money, but not everyone has that same lineup. You know, we have the two flex spots, which I do in my home league. I love that. Uh, and I want more people to do it. But we understand you're in 18 leagues, 10, 12 different rosters. You know, some of you only have 16 roster spots. Fantasy Football World Championship is 20. So whatever it is, you can just plug in whatever your league parameters are into that customizable cheat sheet, and it will spit out the rankings for your specific league. So again, ton of tools here to use. Uh, we want to make sure that you use them. And of course, we still have you covered for MLB DFS as well. If you're still playing, there's articles there, optimizer, Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. So there's a lot of football to talk about. You know, more news is coming out day by day. Uh, some, some things here with tight ends. Uh, Mike Gusecki was someone who... I was targeting late in drafts, man, but we just haven't heard anything really positive about him in training camp. You know, he's not – the depth charts really don't mean much at this time of the year, so you have to take that into account. You're going to see some players that are, like, third on the depth chart if they're rookies. It's not a big deal. Don't pay attention to the depth chart right now. It really means nothing. They're unofficial. They have to put them out. 
Uh, but Gusecki, I have not been hearing positive things on him. He's listed as low as number four in the depth chart. I don't really care about that. But, you know, he wasn't great in his rookie year. So, you know, he's a very good athlete, but can he play football? That's a big question mark right now. So uh, Gusecki's ADP is 211, and it's, it's dropped. I would still take him late in the draft as, like, a tight end two, like, really late, uh, just in case. You know, in a 20-round draft. 16-round draft, I don't think you need to take him right now. He'll probably – he won't be drafted. He'll be on the waivers. But in our Fantasy Football World Championship, we discussed this yesterday. When you're late in the draft, you want to take some upside players, and Kasicki still has that athletic level. So uh, when we return, we're going to go over some more of the headlines going on in football today. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, getting you set to dominate your fantasy football leagues. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. I'll have Bob Long coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. You also know him for his fantasy football consistency guide. Uh, he also was a participant. Uh, no, he, he wasn't part of the Flex Life Dreams this weekend. He's got a big event coming up at the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, a week from Saturday. So he'll talk about that, uh, give you a little preview of what's going to go on there, and we'll talk some consistency with him. Uh, some other tight end news that we're hearing, TJ Hawkinson, the rookie from the Lions, has been a fixture with the first-team offense. Now, we all know with rookie tight ends, you can't expect much. We have seen some players – Excel, you know, Evan Ingram was one, even though he was kind of split out wide and more used as a wide receiver. So we all know we have to temper expectations. And also, this is a Lions offense that is really not going to put up big passing numbers. They really want to run the football. But Hawkinson, when you look at that tight end group, you know, he's finding that mid-range tight end too. Again, one of those players that does have some upside that I am willing to take. I did take him in the Raz Bowl as my second tight end. He wasn't a target, but a lot of the tight ends went off the board. I might have, should have jumped in a little bit earlier, but, you know, I'm fine with Hawkinson as my number two, especially that was in a best ball format. Uh, Hawkinson's ADP right now is 178 in the Fantasy Football World Championships. He's gone as early as 135, which is, whoa, that's way too early for me. And uh, his late is 210. So, you know, he goes ahead of guys like Matt Lacoste, Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, uh, Jimmy Graham. So as you can see, you're going to see other people's rankings, and I bet you they're going to have Reed, Olsen, Graham higher. But in the high-stakes world, you know, I think people are looking for more of that upside ceiling where Olsen, coming off the foot injury, is a little bit older. Like, what can he do in this offense when you have D.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey? You know, like, what kind of numbers can he put up? Jordan Reed, 
we're hearing positive things about Jordan Reed, but we anyone who has played fantasy football for years, you've been burned by Jordan Reed at some point or another. And I've been drafting Jordan Reed for years. I have not taken him in one draft yet. Now, his ADP is insane. It's in the fantasy football, it's 182. Although, I saw him go in the draft. I think it was the Raz Bowl. Talked about it last week real early. I was like stunned. I think it was like eight or nine, and I couldn't believe he went that early. So, I guess there are people out there that are taking him early. And with Reed, he's not dealing with any injuries right now. It's the first time in a while in the offseason he hasn't been rehabbing. And the Redskins really don't have any offense. It's Josh Doxson, Paul Richardson, McLaurin. Yeah, so Reed could command a lot of targets, but the offensive line isn't very good. The quarterback situation, we don't know, is it Case Keenum doing Haskins? I think we see Haskins at some point. So it's not a great offense to invest in. You could say he's cheap and take him as a tight end too, but I just think so many people have been burned by him. I, mean, I guess at that spot at 182, <laughs> worth the shot, uh, but... I just haven't found myself doing it yet. And you could see the high stakes community just really not high. They'd rather take a shot on Hawkinson, hoping that he works out as a red zone threat, which is certainly possible. So we are seeing uh, some, some pretty good things about Hawkinson being a big part of the offense. But again, temper expectations should be more in that mid to low tight end two range. Of course, we talked about a little bit in the first hour about the Dallas Cowboys and this contract situation. You're seeing different reports on Ezekiel Elliott. One, he's going to hold out for a contract and not play. Others, they expect it to get worked out. It's negotiating tactics. you got to be careful what you hear here in the media right now. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, you know, Zeke is trying to get his money. But Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper also, they still have, they have one year left on their deals. Uh, and they're, they're trying to get their money too. Jerry Jones said he was not afraid to let Dak Prescott headed to his walkie without a new contract. So I think they obviously want to get deals done with all three, but how are you going to pay all three crazy money? It's going to affect the cap. So it's definitely something uh, where Dak and Cooper you're not worried about right now because they are in camp, but the Zeke thing continues to create a murky picture. And, you know, with Zeke, I know he has uh, fallen outside the top four in one of our recent drafts. Yeah, five. He went five in, a, in, in one of our recent drafts. That's about as late as he's gone. I want to see where he goes tonight with this news. And, you know, it's a real tricky situation if you're drafting there. Uh, so you have to make that decision for yourself. You know, I think if you took Levy and Bell early last year, you got burned, you're probably going to stay away from Zeke. It leaves scars. It really does. Um, we've already seen Melvin Gordon fall tremendously. That's probably a situation where I'm, I'm more worried. I, again, and the indications are it seems like they are going to get this worked out. Dallas, you know, has built the team around Zeke. They really want, you know, he's a big part of the offense. And, you know, with the Chargers, they have two really good players behind him with Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. With Dallas, it's a lot of inexperience. Yeah, you got Alfred Morris there, but he's older. You can't count on him. You know, Tony Pollard is a guy I've been drafting late in almost all my drafts. Took him in the Scott Fishbowl. Took him in the Superflex League, which I'm going to get to. So, you know, he could play at least a big role in the passing game. I think Darius Jackson has been working a lot with the ones. So, my guess is they get it done, but you never know. Trying to predict this is so difficult. So uh, we'll see what happens there with Zeke. Uh, Trey Burton, you know, no one's, no, no one's really talking about Trey Burton. I mean, he disappointed last year. You know, I know where he finished overall in the tight end wasn't bad, but there was some hype on Burton last year, and it just didn't happen. His ADP is 136 right now, and, you know, he's uh, coming off groin surgery and or sports hernia surgery, and, you know, he hasn't been practicing. So – 
you know, that's the thing here. They are going to protect these players quite a bit. You know, they don't want to risk putting it out there, and you can't blame them. And sometimes it does scare fantasy owners off. You know, it happened to me last year in my home league. Uh, for those that were following our, our draft kit last year, I had George Kittle as the mid-round tight end to target. And I'm in my home league, and I was getting set to take George Kittle. And I sat there, and I thought about it for a second. If you remember in the preseason last year, because uh, my draft was probably mid-August like or August like 25th, somewhere in that range, Kittle was dealing with a shoulder injury. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. He has a shoulder injury. And I passed on him. Critical mistake, obviously. I mean, it's hindsight for sure. But, you know, sometimes we back away a little bit because we hear players have some injuries. And a lot of times it's minor. And the teams are just being cautious. Now, in other cases, it could be extreme and it could lead to missed time. So it's always difficult trying to figure this out because uh, we kind of have to read you know, doctor reports, medical reports, and what the teams are telling us. But uh, uh, Burton, it seems like they're just being cautious right now. The 49ers activated Jared McKinnon from the active PUP list. You know, he was hoping to be activated last week. They needed a few more days. Remember, he tore his ACL last year in September. So they're probably going to take it easy on him. You know, Tevin Coleman looks to be the leader in this backfield now. The problem is I, I think they're going to spread the ball around here. You know, Coleman might get, what, 60%? It's pretty good. His ADP is 64. Really haven't taken him in any draft. It's a good offensive system to be in for running back. He's familiar with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that's an, that's an okay range for Coleman. Uh, I just haven't been taking him. Uh, the way I look at this 49ers backfield, give me the, the cheapest guy. Uh, McKinnon, his ADP is 124, but the last few drafts, because he was on the PUP list, he, he fell. 158, 143, 140. Remember, McKinnon was a guy last year going in the third, fourth round. There was a lot of expectations for him. Of course, things have changed a little bit when you bring in Tevin McColeman. And let's not forget Matt Breda, who was really good last year when he was asked to touch the football. Of course, he battled through several injuries, even had a torn pec here in the offseason. But it's amazing. So Breda's ADP is 135, but he's overtaken McKinnon in the last few drafts which kind of sucks because I thought Breda was a nice value, like 135. Yeah, I'm going to take him in that range. Uh, even if he's the third running back, you know, something could happen. McKinnon might not be healthy. Coleman could get banged up. So I think in a lot of these situations where there's maybe three running backs that could be in the picture, you want to take the cheapest one because it doesn't cost you much. You're not investing much, and if it works out, great. I mean, last year with the Patriots, that guy was James White. He was – Basically, the third guy, Rex Burkett, was going before him. So if you invested in James White last year at his price, it worked out in a big way. So Breda's last three drafts, 97, 108, 107, after going 147, 144, 139, 131, 174. So you could see how it has shifted just based on the news and with McKinnon being on the pup list. But now McKinnon's back, so it's going to be interesting to follow this trend to see how these two go in order. But, you know, certainly the 49ers backfield can be valuable, but you're going to have to understand that uh, it could change from week to week. So I want really the cheapest guy in that backfield in my draft. When we return, I'm going to continue to go over the Superflex Draft League from this week, and that is ahead right here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Brown is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Some news here on Antonio Brown. So uh, this is a, a report here that a source with knowledge of the situation tells NBC's Chris Sims that Antonio Brown is dealing with frostbitten feet after entering a cryotherapy machine without the proper footwear. So basically, it's kind of like he has blisters. Now, John Gruden, when he spoke to the media, said they were gathering information. So uh, who knows what's going on here? I mean, if you've seen Antonio Brown's feet on social media, it is disgusting. Now, David Chow, a respected doctor, he, a doctor who we've talked with in the past on our shows, a sports medical analyst uh, for Sirius XM. He's a former NFL head team doc as well. Uh, so he's he's been pretty good. And he said he's not buying the cryotherapy frostbite story for Brown. And he said it doesn't look like frostbite. And even if it was, that doesn't explain the overlying infection. So he said it still looks lacerated from moisture, not cold. Now, uh, Lisa Ann, who I work with, uh, she says that if it is from the cryotherapy and she's very familiar with it, that it's not a big deal and that he should be fine. So uh, we'll see. Uh, again, that's the report now that it's could be from a cryotherapy, not using the proper footwear. But those feet definitely look disgusting. So... Um, interesting to see if this affects Antonio Brown's ADP at all. Uh, Brown is someone, he's not a target for me, but I will take him. You know, I took him in the Scott Fishbowl. As I said, the scoring is a little bit different there, and receivers are pushed down the board. But uh, looking at the last few drafts, uh, people don't seem to be worried about it. Brown, he's gone at 17 in each of our last three drafts, gone as early as 16, late as 20. So uh, his price is not budging. Uh, you know, the only concern is the lack of uh, continuity here, working with uh, Carr in this offense since it is his first year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not going to uh, downgrade him right now. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with all this uh, news here on um, anything like that. So uh, that's the story now for Antonio Brown. Uh, it just always to be, seems to be something with Antonio Brown, and uh, now it's his uh, disgusting feet. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, take a look at it, uh, unless you're squeamish and maybe you uh, get – sick by looking at it, then maybe you shouldn't. It just, I don't know, it just looks very, very odd. Never seen uh, something like that before.
I want to talk about my Superflex draft from uh, over the weekend. I started talking about it yesterday, so if you missed that, you could check it out on demand. Uh, but basically, this is a half-point PPR format where you can flex a quarterback. So you start one quarterback, three receivers, uh, one tight end, two flex spots, and a defense. We don't do any kickers. So the two flex spots, one of them could be a quarterback. And pretty much, if you're in a super flex league, you're flexing a quarterback. They score the most points most weeks. So you want to have a quarterback in that flex spot. Now, if you only have two quarterbacks on your roster, which many of us do, and the bye weeks come and you don't, there's no quarterback on waivers, then you have the ability to flex a receiver, running back, or tight end. Ideally, you don't want to do that, but hey, I'll deal with it for one week. I think I might have even done that last year in this league. I did get a third quarterback towards the end of the year, picked up Nick Foles when he became the starter, but you know, there are going to be some teams that only roll with two quarterbacks most of the year, and uh, you know, they might not emerge off the waiver wire, but there's always injuries, and sometimes those backups, though, are not very viable. Uh, so I had the seventh pick in this draft, which I really didn't like because I knew I was going to be making a tough decision. And, you know, six running backs went off the board to start this draft. Could have went James Conner. I thought about it. But ultimately, I went with Devontae Adams. A lot of people have DeAndre Hopkins won. Uh, again, I like Hopkins a lot. But, you know, there there is Kiki QT, Will Fuller. Could his targets go down? I think it's certainly possible. I don't think it's going to crush him. But, you know, they do have options here. And, you know, Hopkins, 163 targets last year, 174 in 2017, 151 in 2016. So, you know, it's possible he goes back to that 150, 155 level, which, again, doesn't nullify his fantasy value. But, you know, we didn't see many games last year when all three were healthy. So Adams just gets a ton of targets. Aaron Rodgers has already spoken about getting him the ball more. There's some unproven receivers uh in that offense, uh, Valdez Scantling in the second year, who I do like. Geronimo also looks like he's going to play the slot. He's a nice value as well. But Adams has reached double-digit touchdowns in three straight years. Obviously, last year was career high with 169 targets, first year of getting 100 receptions. Uh, and he was very consistent in this half-point PPR format. He reached double digits in every single game. Uh, Nick Chubb was round two, Derrick Henry round three, and George Kittle in round four. And I explained it yesterday. You know, and, and I tried to illustrate this point in my responses on the message boards on full-time fantasy and on the show. You got to be flexible in draft. You don't, don't know what's going to happen. We all think we do. We can look at ADP, and then you get in the draft, and people do something that goes against convention. It's going to happen. So you have to be ready for that. If you would have told me before this draft, uh, what do you think about taking George Kittle? Are you going to take him? I would have said, no, he won't be on my team. Because I would have assumed he'd gone late second, early third, even in a super flex league. And especially here where people were waiting on the quarterbacks. We only had four quarterbacks go in the first three rounds. So, of course, that pushed Kittle down a little bit. And I was not ready to hop on the quarterback bandwagon just yet. And I already had two running backs. Could have went Melvin Gordon there. Didn't want to take that risk in case he sits out the nine, ten games. And we only have 16 roster spots. And I felt like the way the draft was going, that I'd still get... Uh, the receivers I wanted in the later rounds because at that point there were 15 wide receivers off the board so I knew I would be able to pluck two for that are in that 16 to 30 range so that's why I went with Kittle came back with Chris Godwin in round five who I expect a huge season from last year when no Deshaun Jackson had four games out of the six that Jackson sat with at least 90 receiving yards and four touchdowns in that span and now Jackson and Humphreys are gone 
So, you know, I, I, want, I, I wanted Jameis Winston there. He was taking one pick before me, decided to wait. So 15 quarterbacks were off the board by, by the time I came to me around six, and I went with Mitch Trubisky, who we've heard reports in training camp that it's been uneven. He's been a little erratic and, ac- and inaccurate. Now, for fantasy, though, you know, he produces. Uh, last year, if you remember, before he had that shoulder issue, you know, he was one of the top quarterbacks. Now, it was boosted by that six-touchdown game in week four against the Bucs. Uh, but he also runs a little bit, too. You know, he had three rushing touchdowns in the first ten games. Obviously, he didn't run as much because, you know, he had that shoulder issue in the when he came back, and his numbers weren't great down the stretch. Uh, but there's a lot of weapons in this offense. You like the Nagy offense. So, you know, again, it's quarterback 16 at this point. So especially with those ability to add the rush, I took him. And then, of course, in round seven, I came back with another quarterback, and I went with Kirk Cousins, who I, I don't love. I mean, he was QB 21. We've seen him fall in drafts. And Cousins, you know, really put the ball in the air a lot in the first half, but really tapered off, especially when they changed offensive coordinators late in the year. They started to run more. I mean, look at his pass attempts the last three games, 33, 21, and 28. Now, he did have the three-touchdown game with the 28, uh, and he does have good weapons with Diggs, Thielen, and Rudolph. But, yeah, there's a little concern, but that's why he's going at 21. Uh, I mean, look at the pass attempts early in the season, 36, 48, 55, 50. You know, that's why I liked Cousins last year. I thought he was going to throw the ball a lot. At the first eight games, he had at least 40 pass attempts in five games. That's what you want from your quarterback. But it changed there when they went to a more run-heavy offense. So that's why you're seeing Cousins fall. You know, everyone kind of points to, well, Cousins had uh, 30 touchdowns last year. Or 29. No, he had 30. He had 30. 30 touchdowns, 10 picks, and 42, 98 passing yards. But he had 606 pass attempts. I think that could go down a little bit. So, you know, a lot of quarterbacks throw for 30 touchdowns. You really you want to see, you know, where's the consistency and, um, you know, there, were, there was a lot of games of two touchdowns or fewer. So, I uh, don't really love him, but he's my QB2 in this format. Maybe I you know, could have gone Garoppolo. He went a couple picks later, but I have Cousins ranked a little bit higher. So, as I said before, you know, I knew I would get a couple receivers I wanted. Round 8 took Dante Pettis uh, as the wide receiver, 29 off the board. Pettis is someone I also took in the FSGA. So, just like his fit in that 49ers offense, uh, you know, I think, Obviously, Kittle is the go-to guy. You know, I didn't even realize that. It took two guys from the 49ers offense. Uh, but Kittle, I think, is the go-to guy. But Pettis, uh, I think, is uh, going to lead the receivers and targets. He's a playmaker. So, uh, second year in the offense. Working with Garoppolo now, I think he is going to benefit. So, uh, like Pettis there, and that was uh, my third wide receiver. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. You know, A.J. Green, again, another guy that's not part of the plan. But I'm sitting there in round nine. I'm like, wait a second. What happened with A.J. Green? I know he's going to miss, you know, a game or two, maybe a month. You know, we don't know since he had the surgery. But the rules in this league, we high our spots. So that made it more appealing to me. I don't know if everyone knew we had our spots. But looking at what was on the board, wide receiver 35 in round nine, uh, I wasn't. I didn't need to take a tight end there. I got Kittle, so I'm not worried about uh, another tight end. I already had three receivers. I had two running backs, I believe, at this point, right? Yeah, uh, two running backs. And, you know, I didn't love any of the running backs on the board at that point. So I said, I'm going to take green. It's a little bit of a risk, 
but I could just put them on the IR, and as soon as the waiver wire period opens up, I'll add someone. So I felt like round, round nine is where you can take risk. Am I taking AJ Green in round four? No, because that's risky, and I'm relying on him. I'm not relying on him here. He's a flux spot for me right now. And if he comes back, even in week five, and is what he was last year, it's going to work out well. And it might be a bust if he's not healthy, but I think in round nine, I can risk that. When we return, I'll be joined by Bob Lung, big guy fantasy, and the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency. That's next here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Joining me now, it is Bob Long from BigGuyFantasySports.com, also author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. Bob, what's going on? Not too much, man. It's raining like crazy outside right here, So, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the, the rain can avoid here. I'm supposed to play softball today, but it looks like uh, it's... Yeah. It looks like it's going to rain right around game time, so I'm hoping that yeah. it holds off. Or a passing shower, you know? You can play yeah. through that. Blow through. Yeah, just blow through, dampen a little bit. It's all right. Uh, so you got a big event coming up a uh, week from Saturday and Sunday, so let people know what's going on and how they can uh, uh, be a part of it. Yeah, so if, you're, if you live anywhere near Canton, Ohio, or you've always wanted to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, let me tell you when to do that. It's the weekend of Saturday, August 17th, and Sunday, August 18th. And the reason why is this. Saturday, August 17th, we are holding the second annual King's Classic uh, Expert Draft. Uh, 28 of the top experts in the country, top sites in the country, full-time fantasy will be there. Scott Atkins uh, will be drafting for you guys. Uh, you know, Brad Evans, Mike Clay, Bob Harris, uh, you know, uh, Fantasy uh, Alarm, uh, you name the site well-known site it's going to be there representing uh so that's happening at the pro football hall of fame from 10 a.m to 4 p.m uh sirius radio sirius xm will be broadcasting live through the event uh but the great thing is if you come and tour the pro football hall of fame you just pay for the admission fee you can come and watch this draft so if you always wanted to kind of meet you know some of your favorite guys whether it's scott or myself or brad or whoever come tour the hall check out the fantasy draft going on and uh, you can, you know, like you said, you can watch watch it live while we're doing it, um, and in between, you know, or, or hang out afterwards with us. But that's going on Saturday. So there's your Saturday plan for Fantasy Football Weekend. The next day is the Fantasy Football Expo, Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. It's going to be held at the Cultural Center in Canton. It's literally two miles from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, we're going to be there from noon to 6 p.m. Uh, again, all a lot of these guys who are going to be at the expo or at the uh, Kings Classic are coming down to the expo. Bob Harris will be here. Uh, Full Time Fantasy will be there. Myself. Uh, all kinds of great sites. Rotoviz. Uh, again, you name them, we're going to be there. And this is basically think trade show for fantasy football. So all the booths are going to be represented by some of the best sites. We have over 30 booths. Uh, over 40 experts going to be there. 
Uh, so you, you walk around. You know, if you want to talk dynasty, there's going to be dynasty nerds, uh, dynasty league football. Uh, uh, you know, Di- uh, Ryan McDowell is going to be there. So, again, regardless of your genre, you can come and check out Talk With Us Guys. Um, during that event, there's going to be a live podcast stage for six straight hours. So podcasts are going to be going on. Uh, that's going to be great. And then in another separate room, we've got a, a mid, a, a kind of a, a ex, or not a, what do you call it, an exhibit hall type stage. Holds 200 people. Come in. We're going to have live mock drafts, strategy ish, uh, sessions, Q and A sessions, panel discussions. All of us will be on stage at some point during the day, uh, answering your questions, helping you out. Uh, it's just a full fantasy football weekend. You don't want to miss this. Come in town. Saturday, August 17th, stay for August Sunday, August 18th. Um, like I said, to get into the hall, you just buy the tickets through the hall. To go to the expo, just go to MidwestFFExpo.com. You can pre-buy your tickets. Use code BIGGUY. Save $5 off admission. We're selling T-shirts online as well. You can also get them there. Uh, it's, like I said, it's just going to be an amazing fantasy weekend, and uh, hopefully everybody can come and check it out. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm not going to be able to make it. I would like to be out there. You know, the fantasy community is great. You know, we had the Flex Draft weekends this past week right. in New York. I got to be a part of that. I'll be going yeah. to Vegas, uh, part of the Fantasy Football Championships event. So at least I get to see a couple. But I would love to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sounds like you have great people. And I said this, you know, Monday, yesterday, you know, it's such a great community for a bunch of people who are competing for different eyeballs. Right. Like it's there's such great camaraderie in, oh, in this yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, and definitely. And you know, it's funny. Uh, Sean Ryan, who writes uh, the Fantasy Football Almanac, um, he actually emailed me and said, "Hey, can I come to the event? Even though you know you and I compete selling guides on Amazon." I'm like, "Absolutely, dude." I go, "This is a, would be a great thing that that you know two of the top three selling magazines." I said, "If we can get Joe Pisapia to come in, we can have the top three you know, fantasy football uh, magazines being sold on Amazon right now and have a great session on stage for people that want to, you know, ask us about our, our books and, and why ours each are different. You know, we're, we're, all, we're all promoting the same information, but we're all doing it in different ways. We all have different strategies, and that's what makes our community great. We're, we're not here competing. We're here to help the folks out there that need the help, and, and that's what I love about this community is we're there to – you know, we're there for the for the users, for the fantasy owners, for the people that are playing in the leagues, and they want to, you know, kick their you know, their relatives' butt in the league, or the wife wants to beat the husband. That's the fun part. When you get those emails, I'm sure you get them, uh, Adam. You know, it's like, hey, thanks, man. You know, I I beat my brother this year, and this is the first year I've ever made the playoffs. I mean, those are the kind of things that make it worthwhile, and that's what this is all about. But now you get to do it face to face with the guys instead of through Twitter or, or email or whatever you use. For sure, because the casual player that has a job that they have to commit a lot of hours to, has a family right. and kids, they can't watch every game. They can't okay. divulge this information. That's yeah. what we're here for. We go through this. We're watching the games. We're breaking down the data, and we're presented to you in a simple matter that is easy to digest, and then you can go take that and dominate your home leagues. I mean, that's what we're yeah. here to do. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're about. Talking to Bob Long, Big Guy Fantasy and Antonio Brown, we just got some information. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I'm oh, sure I saw the gross feet. Yeah, oh man! But, but now that so there's a report saying that it's from cryotherapy where he didn't have the proper footwear. So I mean, who knows? It's kind of like yeah. blisters. Uh, right. So it's apparently not that serious. Are you concerned at all? I mean, because he is on a new team, working with a new quarterback. We knew the chemistry he had with Ben Roethlisberger. 
We've seen wide receivers changing teams struggle a little bit. Brown is going late, mid to late second round of drafts. Where have you been on Brown? Because, you know, I'm sure his consistency is great, but the situation has changed. Absolutely. I mean, this guy was 90%, 100% two straight years. Actually, two and a half straight years, he was 100% consistent. But in Pittsburgh and in that system and with that team around him, um, like you said, this is a definite downgrade. Am I worried about the foot issue? Again, that looks like a scaling, uh, like you said, more of a my, – my, my middle daughter had something like that where she kind of had a very scaly bottom to her feet, and she got some medication and went away. I, I'm assuming the same thing. It's not as bad as – hers was not as bad as his. But my thought is if, as long as he can run, uh, I, I think he'll be fine. I'm more worried about the team around him than I'm worried about his foot issue at this point um like you said end of the second round i'll be honest with you i'm not drafting him because there's so many more guaranteed scenarios more consistent just as consistent players but still with the same team mike evans you know adam Thielen, ty hilton those kind of guys i'm going to take them guys those guys right now and feel a little bit more comfortable that i can sleep at night than taking an antonio brown who could could blow up and be the same guy he was but I just can't see it happening with with the team around him at this point. It just, uh, I, you know, we all may be wrong, but I just feel like that's just a chance that I'm not worth worth uh, willing to take when there's so many other more uh, consistent and guaranteed consistent players around him. Do you feel differently about another wide receiver that changed teams? That's Odell Beckham now going from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield. I've actually seen Beckham go as the first receiver off the board in some drafts. Other times he goes as the fifth or sixth. Uh, what's your outlook for Beckham this year? Well, it's funny because if you read my guide the last couple of years, I had a to- it would literally said how much I hate Odell Beckham as a player, as a human being, uh, based on his attitude, based on, um, you know, he's a great player. But his attitude in New York and his just dedication to the game, and it just seemed like he wasn't having fun. He was very irritated, and that came out as being a, a bad attitude. You, you switch now to Cleveland this year, and it's 180% switch. He's now happy. You know, he got his hair color to match the normal. You know, he's not trying to be different. He's trying to fit in. He's trying to be a team player. He's there with his best friend Jarvis Landry since high school. Um, you know, he's on a team that wants to win. He wants to win. He wants to prove everybody wrong. I love Odell Beckham, man. And, I, and anytime I can draft him, like get him and Julio Jones or him and Michael Thomas at the end of the first round, I'm all over it. Uh, I'm not sure I'm ready to pick him as my first guy. I still like DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams much better. They were both 100% consistent last season, but he's definitely in my top five. You know, it's funny you describe Beckham that way. I feel that way about Amari Cooper. It felt like he was not happy in Oakland, and he rediscovered his passion. He likes being in Dallas. Now, I'm sure his consistency numbers suck because he had a lot of boom-bust games, but he goes from Carr to Dak Prescott. Not that Prescott's great, but we saw Prescott and Amari Cooper immediately had a a connection, considering that Cooper had no time to learn the playbook, very little time to acclimate with Dak, and was pretty good. So... How do you look at him? Because I, I'm pretty sure his consistency numbers are not good over the years. No, they're not. Um, and even last year, if you look at his year-to-date total, it was only about 56%. However, in that second half when he joined the Cowboys, that's when he kicked it up a notch. He, but the thing was he only hit about 65% in those last eight games. Um, the first three or four, he was on fire, and then it kind of cooled off. 
Um, now you're looking at a situation where <laughs> we don't know who's going to be the running back. Right now, it doesn't look like it's going to be Zeke, at least for a few games at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I, I just got done with Hall of Fame weekend here in Canton, and so Jerry Jones was around us a lot. Um, and I've heard many, many people say Jerry's like, he may not play for a while because <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're holding, you know, we're kind of holding the line. I know they've made an offer to him to keep him in the top five paid, but we all know Zeke wants more than that. So it doesn't look real good. And from what I'm hearing from the inside, it doesn't look, it doesn't sound real good. Now at that point, you got to believe that Amari Cooper may get a lot of targets and a lot of, uh, you know, looks, uh, especially in the early games that they won't have a Zeke Elliott. They'll have, you know, whoever that case may be, whether it's Mike Weber or whoever. Um, so I kind of like him that that standpoint. But the problem is, is that I've seen ADPs that have him as a wide receiver one. That I cannot do. I mean, I have him as a low end wide receiver two. I'm okay with that um, because of his consistency. But I can't put him as as wide receiver twelve. There's no way. Devontae Freeman has been falling in drafts, going in round four. He only played two games last year. We have seen him have success, and there's no Tevin Coleman there now. Do you see Freeman as a bargain, or are you still leery because of the injuries? No, I, I, th- I see them as a bargain. I've been drafting him in many, many leagues, especially if I have one of the first four picks where I can get him at, like in the third round, um, you know, either you know, early third round, mid-third round. Uh, I think that's a great spot because now he becomes your RB2, and if you've got a Barkley or, or Kamara or you know, McCaffrey, even Zeke, you know, I've, we assume Zeke will play. Uh, you know, that's a great value to have him as an RB2, and you've got a solid wide receiver one. If I can get him in the fourth round, that's even better. Uh, it's probably early four, so, you know, you might have to get him. Again, if you, you know, if I do the, the Beckham Julio Jones turn at, in the first round and can come back in three, four and get, uh, you know, two solid running backs, let's say like a Devontae Freeman and a Marlon Mack or on Johnson, I, I think that's a great combination to have, especially since you have those two studs of wide receiver. Yeah, I think you can get Freeman and potentially Mack. I don't think you're going to get Kerryon Johnson any longer. His ADP okay. is rising. I mean, yeah, and, no, and, it's going up. Yeah, because he's looking good. Yeah, he went as the RB12 in my super flex draft over the weekend. Oh, First wow. pick around three on the turn. Okay, yeah. well, then, so he's getting some love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Bob. So let people know where they can find you. Well, as you said, you can find me on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. Uh, go to Amazon.com to get your 2019 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. And if you're anywhere near Cannes or want to come in for the weekend, uh, don't forget to get your tickets at MidwestFFExpo.com and uh, come and see us at the uh, not only at the Hall of Fame for the Kings Classic, but also at the Expo on the Sunday, August 18th as well. So, Adam, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to it. No problem. We'll talk again and remind people of that event next week because it's certainly going to be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for the time, Bob. Again, that is Bob Long. Make sure you check him out at BigGuyFantasySports.com. We'll come back, wrap it up. You're in full-time fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
It is full-time fantasy here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes on a Tuesday afternoon. Make sure you head on over playffwc.com. We got a few drafts tonight. Starter best ball draft, $35 at 8 p.m. Eastern. 24 rounds, 90-second clock. All you do is draft your team. That's it. Same thing here in the draft and go best ball. This one's 28 rounds with a 75-second clock, $99 to enter. That kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern. The great thing about those, all you do is set your, you don't have to set your roster. You draft, that's it. Takes your optimal scores each week, so you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, starter, full season, super flex league, 18-round draft with a 90-second clock. That's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and I was talking about my super flex league. Uh, I closed it out with a stack, stockpile and some running backs. Royce Freeman in round 10 as the RB39. I like that value. I really do think he's going to get uh, a good share of the workload there in Denver. Took Deion Lewis in round 11 as RB43. I think he's been undervalued. You know, people were asking me, did I do that to handcuff Henry? And I really didn't. I mean, it helps in case Henry's calf does linger into the beginning of the season. But that was the highest running back on my board at that point. I took Michael Gallup as wide receiver 52. I mean, look, I like this guy a lot. Round 12, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I watched a lot of games last year, and Gallup would get open. Dak would just miss him, and he did have a few games, big games. And after Cooper came, Gallup was actually getting more targets because the offense was better. And because defenses have to worry about Cooper, it's going to give Gallup a lot of one-on-one coverage, and he can beat it deep. So He's probably going to be a little inconsistent, but if this Dallas offense does get more creative and open things up, it could really help Gallup. So, you know, he's a bench player for me now. He's probably going to be in my lineup with A.J. Green out, depending on who my free agent pickup is. But Dallas has a nice schedule to start. Giants, Redskins, and Miami. They could put up some points. Also, a very good defense to take early. Took Matt Breda in round 13. I talked about why I liked him before. Miles Boykin and Tony Pollard is the RB62. And it came out that Pollard has been working with the first team today for the Cowboys. I already have a lot of Tony Pollard in drafts. Even if he doesn't get the full workload, should play at least a decent role in this offense as long as Ezekiel Elliott's out. If Elliott gets hurt, uh, could play a big role. And it's round 15. If Zeke's back, I don't have to hold him. So worth taking a flyer that late. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Get over there. Get my rankings updated frequently. Use the promo code RONAS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon. I'll be joined by Fantasy Taz on the show, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.